Welcome to another edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the award-winning show covering fishing, hunting, conservation, destinations, and other outdoors recreation across the greater Northwest. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lur, Sportsman's Warehouse, Sina Sea Seafood, and Wallowa County Chamber of Commerce, and the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program. And now, let's see what's happening this week with your host, John Cruz. Welcome to the show. I hope you had a good week. You know, when it comes to recruiting new people into fishing and hunting, it's not just kids. That's the traditional model of teaching kids these things. It's also adults, too. A lot of adults have never been exposed to either. And that's why the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife has actually come up with some hunting and fishing workshops and seminars that take place throughout the year that are geared towards adults. We've got three coming up soon. One of them is Steelhead 101. That's going to be February 11th and the 12th on the Sandy River at Glen Auto Park in Troutdale. There's an ice fishing workshop February 18th and 19th. That one's happening at the Lake of the Woods in Klamath Falls. And then there's an introduction to hunting in Oregon seminar. This is going to have various dates and take place at the Portland Sportsman's Warehouse store. If you want to find out more about these workshops and sign up to attend them, just go to myodfw.com. That's myodfw.com and look for the workshops and events page. This week on Northwestern Outdoors Radio, we've got some really wonderful guests for you. One you're going to hear from is the New York Times best-selling author, Michael Tagayas, who's got a brand new book out called Extreme Survival. He's sharing some incredible survival stories in the pages of this book. And we're going to talk to Michael today about some of the traits, the common traits that these survivors seem to share. Very interesting conversation in store here. In addition to talking to Michael, we're going to talk to Nancy Gretty. I got to visit her place, the Alethea Therapeutic Writing Center near Wenatchee, Washington. And I'll tell you what, it was a very moving experience. What Nancy and her husband have done is create a place for both children and adults who have physical disabilities, as well as combat veterans who are suffering from PTSD issues, the opportunity to experience therapy from their Norwegian Fjord horses and ride them for about an hour every week. Nancy will explain how horseback riding, and these horses in particular, are so therapeutic to these individuals that come out and are part of this program. Another impressive woman we'll talk to today is Jill Cook. She is the longtime co-owner of Beamer's Hell's Canyon Tours. It's been a while since we've checked in with this company that offers jet boat tours up the Snake River into North America's deepest gorge. And it turns out they've got some offerings going on right now you can take advantage of, as well as some brand new things that are going on. To include a jet boat tour to a lodge where you'll be wined and dined, the perfect dinner date. In addition to this, Bob Loomis is back for another extended Max Minute that lasts about two minutes. We've got your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week, where you get the chance to win a $25 gift card from America's premier outfitter. And of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that we've got another edition of Sportsman Spotlight for you with David Sparks, brought to you by the Ag Information Network of the West. I've got some tips to get you started on a backcountry fishing trip. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. If you're going into the backcountry and you're unfamiliar with it, it may make you nervous about traveling to the wildest places. But the backcountry and its alpine lakes offer great fishing and amazing experiences in some of the most scenic of places. Here to give you a little help is Connor Thies, fishing game official. 
So for folks unfamiliar with fishing in the backcountry, the name of the game is keeping it simple, especially at first, doing your homework, researching kind of ahead of time where you're going to be going, and maybe even having some familiarity with the area that you're thinking about going. That goes a long way. And also remembering just to pack the essentials, things like sunscreen, bug spray, also basic tackle, basic flies. When you're fishing in the backcountry, especially some of those high alpine lakes, the catch rates are usually a lot higher and more forgiving, and anglers don't necessarily need a whole slew of tackle boxes or fly cases and things like that. So usually just keeping it simple at first and going from there. To add what Connor said, check the anticipated weather, road conditions, trail conditions, and fire situation before heading out. Also, you want to think about loading up your cooler and not just with beer, think water as well. Lastly, try not to think that the ultimate important thing is to catch fish. Think about just enjoying the experience. Fish, that's a bonus. Hope you enjoyed Sportsman Spotlight. I'm David Sparks. See you next time. Your local Zomatic dealer works hard to give you every advantage when it comes to your irrigation operations. This year, we're giving you a head start in preparing for the upcoming season by letting you choose between industry-leading interest rates and deep per-tower discounts on a new Zomatic pivot. The earlier you act, the better your deal will be. Better deals, better equipment, better season. Better contact your local Zomatic dealer today to learn more. Terms and conditions apply. See your local dealer or visit lindsay.com slash spring sale for full details. What does it really mean to provide the best crop nutrition? With AgroLiquid, it means getting a one-of-a-kind approach, one that caters to your specific agronomic needs. You're getting experts who will work with you to create a program unique to your operation, all while accounting for the quality of your soil and the products you're already using. It's not just a product. It's peace of mind knowing we've thought of everything. That's the AgroLiquid way. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter, full of the gear you need to succeed this hunting season. Firearms, ammo, archery equipment, decoys, clothing, boots, and more. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Warehouse. Find a location near you or shop online today at sportsmans.com. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We've got Michael Tagayas on the line. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He's got a new book out. It's titled Extreme Survival, Lessons from Those Who Have Triumphed Against All Odds. And I suspect we're going to learn something about these survivors today. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Why don't you tell our listeners what they're going to find in the pages of your latest book? I tried to combine, you know, edge of your seat survival stories with a deep dive into how the heck did these people make it when I'm thinking I would have given up. So there's a mix of survivors who I've interviewed over the years and some survivors from history as well who kind of fit the pattern of a certain mindset of what what made them go on. So this was a book you know, really extreme survival. I've been thinking about it for over 30 years because I'd done seven books on individual survival stories, like Fatal Forecast and um, A Storm Too Soon. But this one, I'm putting in a few survival stories, but then doing that 
analysis of how did they do it when I would have broke down crying and given up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. I am guessing that you probably identified certain traits that these extreme survivors shared. If so, what are they? I found that they're real individualists, and they've, they've got thick skins, resourceful type. Even when I interviewed them, oftentimes in their teenage years, they did something kind of unusual that maybe I wouldn't have done. They gravitate towards hobbies that are often done alone. So when the you-know-what hits the fan, they're not overwhelmed by being alone. And then the book gets into the mindsets. Like, for example, chapter one is the power of little steps. They told me if we started to look at the end result, like how far I have to go to make it to be alive, it would be so overwhelming, I'd start to give up. But they said, if I just focused on the next hour and kept saying to myself, you know, what do I got to do to improve my situation in the next hour? Think of something. They'd string a few hours together and pretty soon they're on their way. Interesting. So it, uh, yeah, and they would, you know what else? It just popped into my head. They, uh, they oftentimes would give themselves pats on the back. And I, I would say to them, what do you mean? And they'd say, oh, out loud, Mike, I'd be going, good job, Ernie. Now do it again. You're doing great. Uh, just anything to keep their spirits up because it's just them out there all alone. It's like the old phrase, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Exactly. All right. What else did you find out in terms of not just personality traits, but techniques that these survivors would use to get through their situations? You know, they, each one was a little bit different, but then after, you know, one survivor, Ernie Hazard, uh, who was in the North Atlantic for three days in November, if you can imagine, I spent a week at his house interviewing him. It was just that mindset of, I am going to go down fighting. And I said, well, did you know you'd make it? And he'd go, no, I didn't know I'd make it, Mike. He said, my mantra was, I'm going to go down fighting. And then I interviewed another survivor, and his, his words were very similar. And I said, okay. You know, he said to me, this was my new world, and I accepted it right away. So that is a survivor uh, technique, to not be in denial, accept what's happening to you right away. And then he added the words, I'm going to take this as far as I can. And he made it. His was an ocean story as well, but two of his friends started sifting seawater, the little uh, raft they were in for days was circled by sharks. And if you sip seawater, it dehydrates your brain. And one of them suddenly goes, well, I'm going to 7-Eleven. I'm going to get some cigarettes and beer. And then, boom, the sharks get him when he steps out of the raft. Oh, my gosh. But Brad had it in his mind, no, I'm going to take this as far as I can. I'm not going to set a deadline for being rescued. I put in the book John McCain's POW story. Right. And he, he said something similar. He said uh, he had a phrase, steady strain. In other words, he saw other prisoners give up when they got their hopes up about a release date, you know, that they heard by rumor or whatever. And McCain was like, no, I was just going to go for as long as it takes. I knew that if I got too high over some rumor about a release or a POW exchange, I'd crash. Wow. Okay, I'm definitely wanting to read this book. Now, you are appearing on Northwestern Outdoors Radio today. We're in a five-state area in the greater Northwest. Do you have any survivor stories in our region? Yeah, there's a 
There's one that I love from history, and I'll bet some of your listeners know it, and that's Hugh Glass, who was left for dead. He was a mountain man left yes. for dead after a bear attack. Uh, the movie The Revenant and, was all about him. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, that is a, based on a true story, and there were people that knew Hugh Glass and talked with him and then left accounts of their conversations. And one of the things that motivated Glass was revenge and to tell the world what happened, that these guys left him and they took his gun. And I found that very common among survivors, including survivors from the Holocaust. One of them, Alexander Donnett, I remember in his memoir, he said, I was going to live no matter what, so I could hurl at the world what they were doing to us. And, you know, it's the same kind of thinking of Hugh Glass. And then another gentleman who I did spend time with, he said, Mike, when I was about to give up, I had to think of another reason to live. You know, like these guys thought of, you know, tell the world what happened. And his was, I want the people to know what happened and how the captain died with me. But two, I kept thinking of my 14-year-old daughter and how she needs me. So every time I was going to give up, I would just think of her and plant a picture of her in my brain, and that would keep me going for another hour. That's in the chapter. I title it, uh, Thinking Outside Oneself. Right. And, and I love this trend that, that you've expressed during this conversation of it's not about the end result. It's just about stringing together one hour at the time. I think that's a lesson that can be learned by all of us here. Again, folks, the book is Extreme Survival. Lessons from Those Who Have Triumphed Against All Odds by Michael Tagayas. Michael, where can folks buy this book and when can they buy it? It's available everywhere books are sold right now. And there are a couple survivors who I interviewed videos on my website, and that's just michaeltagayas.com. All right. Well, check out michaeltagayas.com or go to Amazon or your favorite bookstore and pick up this book. It sounds like there's some lessons that all of us can learn from extreme survival. Michael, thanks so much for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thank you, John. The Dalles in Oregon is your base camp for fishing fun. Reel in big salmon, tangle with steelhead, bass, and walleye, or wrestle a monster sturgeon to the boat. After the day is done, you'll find a variety of lodging options around town. Need to resupply? We've got you covered with sporting goods stores plus great dining, breweries, wineries, and can't-miss attractions like the Gorge Discovery Center. Plan your fishing getaway today at explorethedalles.com. That's explorethedalles.com. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. 
Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. Natural wonders, beaches and coves, majestic forests and scenic vistas are waiting for you at the Tillamook Coast. Lace up your hiking boots, grab your camera and come to Northwest Oregon. Find out more at TillamookCoast.com. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio and to an extended Max Minute, brought to you by Max Lur. It's time for another Max Minute, which we are now calling the Max Two Minute Drill. And with us again is Bob Loomis. Bob, it is sportsman show season. Where is Max Lure going to be this winter? Well, John, we will be doing the uh, Washington Sportsman Show over in Puyallup, which is February 1st to the 5th. We'll have a number of our uh, pro staff over there doing seminars for kokanee, trout, walleye, and even ice fishing this year. Oh, well, that's interesting for Western Washington. Yeah. Well, you know, a, a lot of people are getting very, very interested in the whole ice fishing category with opportunities on steelhead and salmon dropping off. Things are really starting to turn towards other fisheries. And this is one fishery that, you know, it doesn't break the bank to get a family involved and go out on a lake that has enough ice on it. Yeah, we're so, talking east of the Cascades, folks. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's a lot of fun. It's very enjoyable to get out on those lakes. And, you know, we've got everything from perch to crappie, uh, bluegill, trout, kokanee, you name it. You know, there's so many different lakes over here. Well, hold on. Before we get too deep into the ice on this one, let's talk about the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show in Portland, February 14th through the 18th. Are you going to be having a booth and seminar speakers there too? Yes, we will. We'll have uh, people speaking on uh, kokanee, trout, and walleye predominantly. All right. And I should also ask about the Bighorn Show in Spokane in March. Yep. We'll be at the Bighorn Show also. Okay, so three opportunities to learn from the pro staffers at Max Lure at the Washington Sportsman Show in Puyallup, at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show in Portland, and at the Bighorn Show in Spokane. Head on out to all three and up your fishing game. Thanks as always, Bob. Thank you, John. That's the sound you hear when a fish hits the new sonic bait fish from Max Lure. This metal lure can be cast, trolled, or jigged, and will catch just about anything that swims in the sea, the river, or the lake. The sonic bait fish has a unique vibration and flutter that can be rigged in seven different ways. With all sorts of eye-catching colors and weights available, you'll be reaching for the sonic bait fish as your go-to lure. It's the sonic bait fish. And that's another fish on, only from Max Lure. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. 
A sharp blade makes short work of any project you have in the outdoors, in the kitchen, or in the shop. Hone your knives and tools with quality power and manual sharpeners from WorkSharp. Find out more at WorkSharpTools.com. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We are going to visit North America's deepest gorge today, and we're going to do so with Beamer's Hell's Canyon Tours. With us here to tell you more about what they offer is Jill Cook. She's the co-owner, has been for about 30 years now. Jill, Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year. Thank you for having me in. So let's start off with why folks should visit Hell's Canyon and do so in one of your jet boats. Hell's Canyon is the deepest river gorge in North America. It's 650,000 acres of amazing scenery, history, natural beauty, and outstanding world-class wildlife. And we would love to show that to everybody. I've been on your tours before, and folks, there's a lot to see and learn here. Number one, it is just gorgeous. Number two, you've got a lot of white water you're going to enjoy. And number three, you are going to see wildlife and the history of Hell's Canyon is amazing, and the captains of the boats are going to share all of that with you. Definitely some great day trips to be enjoyed here. Now, most folks go into Hell's Canyon in the spring and summer, but you actually have some fall and winter trips too, don't you? We do, because we have one trip that must go year-round. Every Wednesday, we have a contract with the Postal Service to deliver the mail in Hell's Canyon the same way it's been delivered for the past 103 years by boat. You know, I got to go on one of those tours, really enjoyed it. There's some very hardy folks that live along the Snake River in Hell's Canyon. And I remember vividly some of them coming down on horseback to pick up their mail as you nosed your boat into shore. Yep, that's true. And we have several patrons. I think the farthest someone rides and they either come by horseback or on a four-wheeler or a side-by-side is 13 miles to the mailbox from their place. That is a long ways to go to get the mail. Let's talk about the boats because uh, I was surprised by how comfortable they are. They even have a marine head. Tell our listeners a little bit more about your jet boats. They are nice and comfortable, and again, they're equipped with speakers, so you'll be able to hear the captain's narration just fine. You'll be nice and comfortable. We have great windows that can be opened and closed, so if you want that spray coming through, it's great, but if it's inclement weather, we can close everything up and you can still get a great view. It's been a few years since I've had the opportunity to take a tour with you, and I noticed you've got some new offerings. Uh, One of them is your Two Rivers Tour. Tell our listeners about that. Yeah, that's a great little tour. The Two Rivers Two-Hour Discovery Tour is exactly what it is. In two hours, you're going to discover what it's like to be on the Snake River in one of our jet boats, and you're going to be hearing the history of both the Clearwater and the Snake Rivers and what it was like in the early pioneer days. We're going to take you on up to Buffalo Eddy, and you're going to hear all the Native American history that goes on in that area, and that is a great taste of what it would be a prelude to Hell's Canyon when you could come back at another time when you maybe wanted to spend a little more money or had a little more time to take a river tour. There you go. Now, another new one you have is a new wine tasting tour. This was a surprise to me. I think 
it was a surprise to everybody in the Lewis-Clark Valley that it would grow to be, you know, an American viticultural area in Idaho and Washington, which is perfect for us because that's our departure point. And um, the winemakers here are making some great uh, award-winning premium wines, and we serve them up at our Heller Bar Lodge and incorporate it with a dinner cruise, and the winery gets on board with us heads on up to the lodge. So it's a learning experience and a tasting experience in a riverfront view. It's a great trip. Oh, sounds like a fantastic trip to me. How long is that one in duration? That trip leaves at 5 p.m. and returns at 9. And uh, while you're on board with us, you're uh, hearing the captain's narration. And when you're up at the lodge, you're dining and enjoying a taste of seven different award-winning wines with the winemaker and the chef telling you all about what you're eating and what we're pairing the wines with and what you're sipping on. Oh, my goodness. Talk about a great dinner date. This was a wonderful idea you came up with. Now, Mm -hmm. in addition to all of this... You've got a brand new experience that you're going to make available this year at your Copper Creek Lodge. Tell our listeners about this. Our Copper Creek Wilderness Camp is located on the Oregon bank of the Snake River in the Wallowa-Whitman National Forest, and it is our overnight facility. It's a full-service facility with flush toilets and showers and beds with linens and things like that, and it is uh, a place you'll be able to come in your own boat and overnight. If you have your own boat and don't want to take a guided river trip and you just want to have an awesome place to spend the night in Hell's Canyon, this is going to be open to the general public to do that. Where would most people launch their boats if they wanted to do this? If you're in the Lewis-Clark Valley, you can launch from either Lewiston, Idaho or Clarkston, Washington. Or if you're in the Heller Bar area where there's some great steelhead fishing that goes on in the fall and winter months. Or if you're doing some sturgeon fishing, that's also a great place to launch. Or you can drive on the Idaho side down into Pittsburgh Landing or just 10 miles downstream from Pittsburgh Landing. Oh, and by the way, folks, bring your fishing rods. I have vivid memories of catching a whole bunch of smallmouth bass right off the bank at Copper Creek Lodge. And speaking of fishing, are you still offering fishing tours or not? Oh, absolutely. We're fishing on both the Snake and the Clearwater Rivers, and uh, we're fishing year-round. So if you want to fish for smallmouth bass and trout and sturgeon during the summer months, that is a fun trip. Or if you're an angler who likes a lot of action, then we'll get you in with the uh, salmon and steelhead. Well, I'll tell you what, salmon and steelhead have become harder and harder to find, but the Snake River, especially around Heller Bar, is still a very good place to go to catch both. So I'm glad you're offering that. And of course, the Clearwater is known for some of the biggest steelhead you're going to find in the Northwest. We're talking steelies up to 20 pounds there. Do you just fish the snake or do you ever venture up the Clearwater on your guided tours? Yep. Our full-day tour when it departs from Clarkson, Washington, incorporates the Clearwater River because there's a little bit of narration about uh, the whole uh, Lewis-Clark Valley area, and the captain shares that with you. And then, of course, if you're going to go do some steelhead or salmon fishing with us, then we're, we're going to go up the Clearwater in a fishing boat. Okay. That sounds fantastic. All sorts of great reasons to book a trip with Beamer's Hell's Canyon Tours. What's the website folks should go to if they want to book a trip with you? hellscanyontours.com. They can navigate on over and find themselves lots of information and book their tour right there whenever they're ready. All right. hellscanyontours.com. Beamer's Hell's Canyon Tours. They've been in business for 30 years. They do a great job. I've been out with them. I've enjoyed every excursion I've had, and I have no doubt you will too. Whether you're after a day trip or an overnight trip or just a really short trip or a dinner date with some wine tasting, 
Beaver's Hell's Canyon Tours has got you covered. Jill, thanks as always for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. You're welcome. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Cena Sea Seafood. They are the company that delivers wild-caught Alaskan seafood from the boat to the processing plant in Cordoba, and then right to your door. Now, we've told you before about the great salmon you can enjoy from Sina Sea, kings and silvers, and Copper River sockeye salmon. And we've talked up the halibut they have available too. But one fish we haven't talked up a lot is the black cod. And the black cod is also known as the sable fish and the butterfish. And it's a gourmet fish with a really rich buttery flavor and delicate silky texture. The black cod is known as a delicacy in many countries. It's especially popular in Japan. As a matter of fact, that's the country that eats the most black cod. But here in America, we are starting to catch on because it is a delicious fish to eat. Now, black cod can be caught from Northern California all the way through the Aleutian Islands, but the best black cod is caught in the cold water, like the Gulf of Alaska, and that's where Sina Sea gets theirs. They long line for the fish right off the edge of the continental shelf, and then carefully handle them, carefully package them, and then deliver them to you. There's some real benefits to eating black cod, too, because they store a lot of fat in the form of omega-3s. As a matter of fact, they have the highest omega-3 content of any whitefish, and even higher than many species of salmon. So not only does black cod taste great, it is also super good for you. So if you want to give a new fish a try, a delicious tasting fish that the rest of the world seems to know about, but we're just learning about, order some black cod, and you can do so at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We are broadcasting from a very special place today. It's the Alethea Therapeutic Writing Center. It's located just outside of Wenatchee, Washington. And I'm here with the co-founder, Nancy Gretty. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, John. I'm very happy to be here. This has been a very moving experience just coming to visit here. Let's talk a little bit about what you offer here and how horses are therapeutic for the people that come here. We offer equine-assisted services to children and adults who have physical and developmental disabilities. We use 12 Norwegian Fjord horses to provide those services, and we also provide services to veterans and their families who are either struggling with PTSD or civilian life adjustment issues. How did you come up with this idea 11, 12 years ago? Well, I had some amazing horses that had served my family well, and as my children grew up and left home, I was left with 
a decision about what to do with them. And one winter when I was breaking ice in a trough, a water trough, and I was mad and tired and cold and wet. And I threw up a prayer and just saying that I asked God to give me an idea, a a vision of what I could either do do with the horses or give me a heart that could say goodbye and go on and do something else. And shortly after that, you had a special somebody come out and get on a horse and it all became clear what you were supposed to do. That's right. So in 2010, I had a five-year-old girl come to visit who just happened to have a disability. And she came with a walker at that time. And when We were asked if we could give her a special ride for her fifth birthday. When my husband and I put her up on the horse, it was very clear at that moment that this is what we needed to do with the rest of our lives. And since then, we have created Alethea Therapeutic Riding Center, and we're serving 114 people every week from March until November and providing these therapeutic riding and opportunities to be around the horses on the ground and learn lots of things. This isn't a one-off program where somebody comes out and just one time gets out of the wheelchair and gets out of a horse. They're coming, like you said, on a weekly basis. And and how long do they come? That's right. We have, so that five-year-old girl in 2011 still rides with us today. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what is she, 17 maybe now? And she now, instead of a walker, she uses a wheelchair, but she gets herself on the horse and she is doing amazing things. The thing about therapeutic riding is you need the continued exposure to the movement to get the benefit. A one-off doesn't provide any lasting benefit. It's a wonderful experience, but it doesn't provide the benefits, the physical, cognitive, and social benefits that they get. And I want to talk about that. How is this therapeutic? How is this transformational for these people with disabilities, for these people that are wounded, suffering from PTSD? Well, physically, when an individual is on a horse, for every minute that they are on a horse that's moving, there's a hundred balance accommodations going on in the body. So even though you don't even know something is happening, you're developing strength in your core. There's balance, there's coordination, there's, gosh, large and small motor skill development that occurs. So that's for somebody who possibly has a physical disability. Someone who might have a learning disability gets the exposure to socialization and peers and executive function of the, of the brain. And so those kinds of benefits happen with those individuals. Trauma There's just something about the outside of a horse that's good for the inside of a man. And trauma is ministered to in the individual by the horse in just a way that you can't explain. They're intuitive. They're in the moment. So a lot of times you have someone with trauma that comes that feels that there's judgment placed on them for who they are and what they've done or whatever. Horses are in the moment. There's no judgment People can be who they are, and the horses reflect that too. And the breed that you have here, so excited to see, Norwegian Fjord horses. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell our listeners who are not aware a little bit about the breed and, and why they work so well for the people that come here? Yes, the Norwegian Fjord horse is actually a very ancient breed. There's evidence of them in Viking burial grounds, so they have been 
a relatively pure breed for a very long time. They are a, a farm horse. That's what they were used for many, many years ago. And so they're very strong. They're very sure-footed. They have a very calm temperament. And then in addition to that, they are absolutely beautiful to look at. They're a short, stocky, tannish-colored horse. I got the opportunity to ride on some at Stahican Valley Ranch, and we have a shared connection there because the Courtney family is where you got some of your horses. That's right. I don't even know, 22 years ago, so probably in the early 2000s, my husband decided he wanted to ride, but he wanted to learn to ride on a really sturdy, stable, predictable horse. So we went to Stahican and picked out two of their horses and brought them home and loved them so much. I remember one day when he came back from a pack trip, I was like, oh man, don't you wish we could clone this horse? And within two weeks, I got a phone call from Stahican saying they had a full sibling of the horse that we had, and would we be interested? And of course we were. So we brought that one home. So you have 13 horses now, and all but one are Norwegian Fjord horses. The other one is your horse. Yes. Banner is a warm blood. So he's a thoroughbred cross and he doesn't know that he's not a fjord. So I've asked people not to tell him because he really thinks he's one of those. And he's actually taken on the fjord characteristics and temperament, which is great because he's a very athletic horse, but he's got a wonderful temperament. Well, he does have a little sass. I noticed that. I think he was a little jealous that I was with you. (laughs) That's true. That's true. We call him the drama king around here. I can see why. You know, something else that was very touching to me was not just the fact of what you're doing for people with disabilities, for people who are suffering from PTSD, but also the fact that you have volunteers that are here and some of them have disabilities and just the working here Mm -hmm. is therapeutic to them. That's right. So we realized that some of these young people, young adults with developmental disabilities were falling through the cracks in the system and there wasn't much available for them in terms of work training or socialization. So we started something called the Barn Buddies Program. And we have young adults, they're probably anywhere between say 21 and 40 that come out for two or three hours a day, a couple of times a week, and they're learning real skills about barn management and working on a ranch. And they have social interaction with each other, and they're learning skills, and it's been a great program for them as well. We've only got about a minute left. Some of our listeners know somebody that could benefit from this, or if they want to donate, what's the website to go to? It's alatheawritingcenter.com, A-L-A-T-H-E-I-A-R-I-D-I-N-G-C-E-N-T-E-R, alatheawritingcenter.com. Well, Nancy, you and Glenn are doing some wonderful work here. Thank you so much. Hope that folks will support you. I hope you'll get some new writers out of this, and I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it.
The new year is here, and you know what that means. It's show season, and O'Loughlin Trade Shows has all sorts of great shows coming your way. To include, the Tacoma RV Show will be happening at the Tacoma Dome January 19th through the 22nd, and then we've got the Sportsman Shows. New dates here for the Washington Sportsman Show, February 1st through the 5th at the fairgrounds in Puyallup, and the huge Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show will be taking place February 15th through the 19th at the Expo Center in Portland. This is the second biggest show in the entire nation. If you can't make it to Portland, there's always the Seattle RV Show February 16th through the 19th at the Lumen Field Event Center. And last but not least, the Central Oregon Sportsman Show March 9th through the 12th. Find out more at otshows.com. That's otshows.com for all of these great shows. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. Before we go today, we've got time for one last shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with your host, John Cruz. I'm glad you're back because it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. And it's about the Oregon Trail, that 2,170-mile route that was traversed by emigrants in the mid-1800s who were heading out west into the Pacific Northwest to settle and homestead. Here's your question. In what city and state did the Oregon Trail begin at? If you think you know the answer, you know what to do. Go to our Facebook page at Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Like and follow the page and go to the post thread where we have the question and give us your answer there. Or you can simply go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com and shoot us a message from there. And again, let us know where the Oregon Trail began in terms of what city and what state. One lucky person who guesses right wins that $25 gift card we give away every week from America's premier outfitter, where clearance sales have been going on during the month of January with items up to 50% off. And if you're looking for hard-to-find ammo, yeah, they've got that too at Sportsman's Warehouse. So head on down to a local Sportsman's Warehouse store today. Before we go, we've got some events to tell you about in terms of shows. The Tacoma RV Show is happening now and runs through Sunday at the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington. And if you want first crack at the inventory that Northwest dealers have, this would be a very good show to go to. Heading east of the Cascades, the Tri-City Sportsman Show will be happening this coming Friday, the 27th, and run through the 29th. And the week after that, February 1st through the 5th, that's the Washington Sports Show in Puyallup. I'll be there, and I hope you'll drop by because we'll be doing some giveaways courtesy of our sponsors, CNSE, 
Camp Chef and Work Sharp. Like I said before, sometimes in the dead of winter, it's kind of fun to explore the great outdoors indoors. We'll wrap things up with a little music from Frank Prenovos, the man who provides our theme music, and this is one song I really enjoy. Tomorrow is Yesterday. Until next time, do take care, God bless, and despite the weather, make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Well, I'll take you, you take me back. Let's put pennies on a railroad track. Fireflies in a mason jar. Hide and seek. There you are, just a boy back then. I didn't know anything. But time is one thing you can't stop no matter how you try. Just take a deep breath and you close your eyes And another day goes by And before you know Tomorrow is yesterday Skipping rocks to skipping school Dragging main cause it was cool My first love, my first car Mending my first broken heart Just a kid back then I thought I knew everything But time is one thing You can't stop no matter how you try You just take a deep breath And you close